Hey, welcome to the Try and Stop Me podcast, where we're all about shaking you up and helping you grow past your comfort zones in your career, life, and relationships. My name's Colleen, and some real talk, self-help, and motivational podcasts literally saved my life. The words I heard from hosts and their stories of their guests forced me to look deep within, get the hell out of my own way, and truly unlock some hidden power in me that I had no idea was brewing in me. Since then, I've set out on a mission to do the exact same for you. Every Monday, we have a brand new episode filled with stories, tips, and valuable life lessons we've learned and, well, let's be honest, are still learning in life in order to push ourselves past the comfort and create the life we are obsessed with. And girl, we are just taking this thing day by day. Everyone has a story. It's up to us to learn what is in that story that was teaching us a lesson. So let's get to it and do what we got to do to make you even more unstoppable. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Try and Stop Me podcast. This week, I have an incredible guest on the show with me. We have Rachel Volkley Coolman on the show with Joy Brick. And Rachel and I really, we were introduced by another colleague, Christina Singh. She has her own podcast. Um, and Rachel and I started following each other like everybody else does online. <laughs> and we kind of just started getting along a little bit and, and liking each other's posts. And um, I liked what she was doing with Christina. So I decided to get on a call with Rachel and see what she's about and see about her company. And it turned into like the longest conversation that I didn't think was going to happen. I thought it was going to be like a five minute call call. And it turned out to be like, I'm definitely hiring you and we're doing this and we just have to figure out what we're doing. And then she was telling me a little bit about her story. And I was like, oh girl, you have to come on the show. So Rachel, that's how you got here. Thanks for being here. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) So guys, I want Rachel to tell us a little bit about her background, like we normally do. So you get the foundation and then we're going to go into kind of the way that this show goes wherever it takes us. So Rachel, tell us a little bit about your background and then we'll take it from there. Sure. It's funny you mentioned wherever it takes us because I feel like that's like the story of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I grew up outside of Buffalo, New York in a rural suburb and um, then headed out to undergrad at Denison University, which is right outside of Columbus, Ohio. And I feel like that was the first time in my life that I really ever went outside of like Western New York or like, you know, the family unit and my world exploded. And I made like, I, you know, and like you find your people and like, I had amazing friends, like even in childhood, but like really kind of stepped into my groove and had just the greatest experience there. And then from there, I just kept on floating along and I hopped, I just kept heading west. Um, so then I, I got um, into Lutheran Volunteer Corps, which is kind of like AmeriCorps, but you can be Buddhist and you could be in it. And I got placed in Seattle, Washington at a place called Lifelong Um, which worked with folks living with HIV. And so that kind of started my whole journey into like the nonprofit field. And I was really interested, especially in social justice and um, spent five years in Seattle. And that's where I met my husband, um, who's originally from California. It really rained there all the time. It does, but it's not like East Coast rain where it's like torrential downpour. It's kind of like a drizzle. So oh, it's like, so it's not as depressing as everybody no, makes it No, yeah. it's very dark there because in the winter, it gets dark oh, at like yeah. three o'clock at night, like yes. in the afternoon. It's, yeah, I miss it though. And I love the rain. I'm like such a vampire. I love like, <laughs> I don't like the sun. I don't like, I'm like, don't we like burn in the sun. Yeah. Oh, totally. I love like cold, wet weather. Give it to me. It's like, I'm very strange. Um, 
All right. Yeah. Sat, right. I just interrupted her. So oh, you met your yeah. husband there. <laughs> met my husband there. Um, and then, you know, we were talking about Seattle and like, do we want to stay here long-term? Um, but there was this huge, and it's funny because I said when I left Buffalo, I was never coming back. And then sure, sunshine, like we decided to head back because like Buffalo was going through this renaissance and Seattle was kind of really getting expensive and we we're kind of getting priced out, like, you know, living wise. And mm-hmm. so we moved back also thinking about like starting a family and being close to at least my family or just having some family around. And so we moved back to Buffalo about six years ago. And during during this whole time, I worked at um, a variety of nonprofits, and I worked mostly in the administrative roles. I also did some fundraising, um, and yeah, so that got me to like let's say I guess everything kind of changed in like 2018. I think that's kind of where like the movement happened because during this whole time, like really in my 20s. I was just kind of like floating along and I was like, something will just reveal itself to me and then I'll know what to do. Like someone will come along and point their finger at me and be like, you should do this. And I'll just Whatever's do it. Whatever's meant to happen will happen. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> and I think there's something to be said about that and being absolutely you got to make action to it. Yeah, you do. And I think that was the piece that was missing. Um, I'm a very low implementer. So I think I was like, well, I'll go to grad school. And then like that became like a 10 year journey of like, okay, like, but what are you actually going to go for? Are you going to get an MBA? Like, what are you, what are you doing with your life? And I feel like we all, (laughs) we all get to that point. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And 2018 was just a tough year in general. Like I just, I really got to this pinnacle of like, what am I doing? Like, I just feel lost. I really liked my job. Um, I worked actually, Christine and I had the same job. Like I just was like a couple years after her, we had the same exact role. So I know it's weird how the universe works. But we were doing, you know, event planning and having like, it was just a dream job, but something just still didn't feel like there was something missing. And I just mm-hmm. felt like there was something else out there. And so the fall of 2018, my friends, um, Billy and Pat, who own a plant shop here in Buffalo called Daddy's Plants, which you should totally come check out. It's like going in there just feels like a breath of fresh air. And it's this like tropical plant paradise. Um, but it all started with this brainstorm session. And they're like, I think we want to start this plant um, plant shop company and we want to get some ideas around it and they knew somebody who was a um, studying creativity at our local school Buffalo State and they for homework had to put this brainstorming session on and I'm like sure I'll go to that like whatever so I go up the stairs into this like Buffalo is filled with these like huge empty spaces right so we go into this beautiful space and there's post-its all over the wall and I'm like what have I just gotten myself into like I'm not creative like I don't I don't know how to run a plant store like I don't know anything and the facilitator led us through this TR brainstorming session and at the end I had chills and I was like what did I just experience like it was I've done brainstorming sessions before I think we all have right to a certain extent we've done the post-its we've we've brain dumped but this was like another level this was really deliberate and guided and by the end they had this like whole direction laid out in front of them of like what move they were going to make next um and it was just really powerful to be a part of and in going to this session i learned from her that she was like oh yeah i'm getting my masters in creativity at buffalo state and i was like it was like record scratch like you can get a masters <laughs> in creativity like what um and six months later i find myself enrolled in the exact same program and keep in mind like i don't think i'm creative i don't think i'm very brave i don't consider myself artistic or whatever notions or or um myths we have around creativity i didn't think i have any of that but 
but I just something in me this like electric bolt hit and I think there's like moments mm -hmm. in your life where you kind of have to pay attention to those moments where something's mm -hmm. telling you something and I could have easily said like no like I'm not gonna like what am I going to do with this degree, right? Like, what am I going to, like, I'm going to put all this money forward for this degree that I don't really know, like, very much about. So I researched it and I met with the head professor and within like 20 minutes of meeting with him, I was like, I'm definitely doing this program. Um, and it just, it just aligned. And, um, and it's really the science behind creativity. So, and I think we talked about this on our call, but about in the 1950s, there was a gentleman now named Alex Osborne and he was an ad executive at BBDO in New York city, which is like mad men. It's like mm -hmm. what it was based off of that ad exec, um, place and so he came to buffalo and literally wrote the book called applied imagination that like kind of catapulted this like study into creativity and so that's why this whole program exists and people from all over the world like i had um colleagues from australia and china and romania all coming to buffalo and, i mean we were doing it online especially during the pandemic but coming to learn about creativity yeah. here in buffalo so who knew that's buffalo. crazy that and it's it's the one thing that you take that leap of faith and you're like fine i'll just come in with some friends and then you find yourself in a situation where your whole life literally you're like here we go this is the change we've been looking for but i have a question so when sure. you were in that session yeah was the post-its and the creativity and the brain dumps about you or were they about the the plant company it was about the plant company okay um but just being part of it i was mm -hmm. called a resource group member right so when we do um creative problem solving facilitations there's the facilitator who's like the referee and they stay out of the content they're just there to guide things along there's the client who in this case was the plant shop owners and then they invited about five or seven friends and we were there to add our ideas and the cool part is right like i don't own a business resource group members are amazing and what i love about creativity is that it doesn't require that like content knowledge like it's great if you have a little bit of it but it celebrates diversity and it invites people who might have anything to do with the problem to come in and they might be the ones that have the solution because they're looking at it from a completely different way yeah so did you at that point did you know that that was the the next step that you were going to take or were you like did you take what you learned in that session and go home and brain dump yourself so what are the kind of the tools that you did when you got home did you do the same exact thing that they were just doing for the plant company I should have but I didn't do the exact brainstorm but it was more like I just I went onto the Buffalo State website and I researched the crap out of it and I was mm. the thing that I had stopped me all throughout my 20s is I always came up against a barrier I was always like it's too expensive or I can't leave this job um, I can't do this or that or like this won't work or I don't know what it's going to happen and for whatever reason this time around I just I didn't see that all I could see was the potential of what was on the other side of it and maybe it was the fact that I felt really stuck maybe it was the fact that it was just the right program but for me and what we what we came to learn what I learned in this program is that's called premature closure right when we get something an idea in front of us and we shoot it down before we even give it a chance to breathe and try to overcome the challenges around it um, it's called premature closure which is what I was doing pretty much my entire 20s and a lot of us do that it's this like knee-jerk reaction to something unusual or something different and it's like our crocodile brains trying to like save us right <laughs> and like just stay with what you know like stay inside the cave mm -hmm. don't go out and get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger mm -hmm. so it's it's it was my brain trying to protect me 
But in this case, I was like the, the, the benefit of what's on the other side of this, even though I don't know what it is, I still think it's enough to get me to do something a little bit different. And it changed everything. And it's that, I mean, even though you said in the beginning, you don't have that belief within yourself, clearly you had some type of belief to be like, all right, now's the time. Now is the pull the trigger. But sometimes it's just, it's not the right timing and it's not the right, you know, everything happens and everything will happen when it's supposed to happen. Like I was just saying before, everything happens when it's supposed to happen, but you have to take a step and look into different things. Nothing is going to come and knock on your door unless your friend like this scenario came and knocked on your door. But you have to be the one to say, yes, I'll go with you to that event. You have to try new things, experience life, experience what's out there to be able to know if what you're currently doing is not filling up your cup, there might be other situations or different pivots that you can make that will fill it up a little bit more. You don't have to necessarily change completely or go back to school and get another master's degree, but it is just learning a little bit more. How can you pivot in what you're doing? Right. How can you exactly. look at something to make you more excited? Cause it, it sounds like you got excited and some kind of light lit back up in you and you were like, let's go, I'm ready. Yeah. So how was the transition between, cause this is one thing, right? So we always talk about like wanting to jump into something else, but when you love what you're doing, how is the breakup with loving the career that you were in to then transition over? That is such a good question. And what's interesting is like, I think sometimes when we are open to novelty, as we talk about in my program, when you open yourself up to that, that traction that you get in one part of your life can open up traction and all the other pieces that were kind of locked. And that was 100% the case for me. So I started this grad school program. It was part-time so I could do it after work so I could still maintain work and then I could work on this grad program and of course two months into the grad program I find out I'm pregnant which (laughs) was like sort of intended but like not really everything happens for its reasons (laughs) right so like let's just like throw that on top of everything else so I um I start this program and within one class like honestly I was just like let me just take one class and just see what happens right like let's just even see what this is about and even that one class I was like I'm sold. I'm in like, sign me up, take my soul. Like, let's do this. Um, and so I start this program in the summer of 2019 and find out I'm pregnant and all of that. And during this time, I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily want to step away from what I'm doing work-wise, but is there ways I can incorporate what I love into work? And luckily I worked at an agency that was so open to that and I'm so appreciative of it. So like my homework was to do those facilitations. And so I was like, hey, I want to do this, um, you know, I want to do a facilitation around the events that we're doing and let's 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 be really intentional with the creativity that we're using, right? Because I was in the marketing and events side of it. So I was like, how can I incorporate what I'm learning in the classroom and take it into my work? And our our, our school really encouraged that they're like we want you to because creativity is beautiful because it can really apply to any industry right mm-hmm. I was in class with art teachers and engineers and everyone in between so I think that's one thing I would advise is if you're doing something else you love see if there's a way to like weave the threads together um, and and make the intention of doing that and you can, that's kind of where you said like you have to take action you have to step up and see like okay yeah. like no one's gonna come and be like Rachel I know you're going to grad school for creativity can you do this now like no you have to really like advocate for yourself um and I was really fortunate because my organization was so open to it and so 
I started um, teaching and like I was asked to teach some of our managers like a creativity and creative problem solving 101 class because my first one went so well and that was amazing. So the more and deeper I got into the program, the more I could integrate it um, at work, which was really, really great. And then of course the pandemic hits, right? And like... <laughs> that month I have my baby and like I was gonna say when did you give birth <laughs> woo April 2020 and oh. so you know <laughs> it's funny to laugh at now it's and funny I but think, not funny at all <laughs> yeah exactly it's one of those things like well man I got stories to tell my daughter um, oh yeah and time comes but that changed everything because we all got on zoom and it like a lot of things silver lining wise opened up in very unique ways and things that I observed. And I think where things started to shift was that I became a new mom and I had been practicing facilitations with small businesses because I had done that initial one with my small business friends mm -hmm. and just really loved that like grassroots kind of work. Um, some of the folks who go through my program end up working, I mean, they do all sorts of things with it, but some of them go into the corporate world, but I was really interested in, interested in working with entrepreneurs and folks um, who are like, you know, open up their business for the first time and they're like what do I need to know like what are all the things I need to know and I just really enjoyed doing that so thinking about my life and like what having a business would mean to me as a mom and the flexibility it could provide and thinking about how the pandemic disproportionately affected women who had to leave the workforce or what have you, um, the BIPOC community, just thinking about how we could use creativity as a form of leverage and a form of equity to try to um, work with small businesses and collaborate and come up with creative solutions and innovations to this really hairy predicament of the pandemic. And the pandemic made us all creative in a lot of ways, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I talk about this a lot, like it made us resourceful and scrappy and forced us to be creative. But what if we could be more deliberate and more on the offensive and be more creative every day so it doesn't require a pandemic for us to be creative and come up with these really beautiful ideas. And so that's kind of what hatched this idea in my brain on maternity leave over that summer. I was like, well, what can we do? Like, how can I help? And um, that started the Dare to Create Launchpad is what I came up with, which is like a, it's a nine week program where I led a group of seven small business owners through a container where we would kind of do an overview of creativity. We would do this foresight assessment to help folks identify where they get energy in the creative problem solving process. And then each week a business owner got to be in the hot seat, kind of like a mastermind. And we got to use creativity and these creative problem solving tools that I learned in, in in my program and work with that business owner to work through something they were going that was going on and using this community this contained community to do it um, and that ended up becoming my master's project and the more and more that I worked on that the more and more I fell in love with it and saw the power of it um, and at the same time, I was getting promoted and I had gotten everything I wanted in my professional career, right? Like, and I had the most amazing boss, the most amazing team at this incredible organization. And still, I think something felt misaligned and I don't, and I, I, you could point at a lot of things, right? Like I became a mom and wanted to spend more time with my daughter and thinking about childcare and how does that work out? And I worked with these amazing business owners and saw and got really lit up working with them. And so I got to this crossroads where I kind of had to make this, this decision of like, okay, like where are we really putting our heart into it? And for me, 
the alignment really fell to Joybrick and starting that and making that a reality. So I left my job in May and I was like, this could be like the biggest mistake ever. And I was like crying, like leaving because it was such an amazing team, but it's been nothing but awesome. And I, I know this organization will continue to do amazing things, but I'm really excited for what's in the future to be able to spread the message of creativity and the power that it can have. Oh, Rachel, that's so beautiful. It's oh. so cool to to hear it, to hear the story and see what you're actually doing. And when Rachel was talking about that project, I was like, when's the next group session? <laughs> because I think there's something so powerful in what you were doing. And it's incredible that you actually use it as your master's project because it made you create your own company really at the end yeah. of the day yeah. to be able to be like, wait, this is actually what I want to do now. I don't want to go get a a job somewhere else. I'm going to use what I'm doing in school right now and then make money off of it immediately. Yeah. You know, so it's something where with the group sessions, that kind of dynamic with each other, I know some people get really intimidated with one-to-one sessions because you mm-hmm. feel like you're in the hot seat. I know you're in the hot seat. There's something so beneficial about working in a group or being in a coaching session with other people that have different ideas. And it's not just the, the facilitator, like you are the facilitator, it's peer to peer kind of conversations. I did it with Stephanie. We we're just talking about Stephanie for a show a little bit yeah. um, back. She did the joy method and her conference is coming up too soon, but we do it as groups. So it's not so much like weight on you. Like you feel like you're in therapy session. Cause sometimes when you're talking about like what you want to do or your creativity, you kind of feel intimidated to even say it because you're like, is this a dumb idea? Yes. And then to have other people be like, no, that's (laughs) excellent. Like, it's like you get pumped up cheerleaders all the time. So anytime there's like a group coaching, anything now moving forward, I'm going to be like, sign me up because we all need that moral support. But I just absolutely love what you're doing and what you're creating and the space that you're creating for people. Um, I think it's just going to be so impactful. So give us a little bit of, if you can, tips or little tricks for people who are feeling stuck right now. What can they do to kind of get back in the groove and figure out even remotely the smallest if they want to pivot? How, what should they do? Should they throw the post-its up on the board and just get all their like likes and ideas down? What should, where do you even start? That is a great question. Um, I think if you're feeling stuck, especially with like creativity and ideas of like what you could be doing is open yourself up to everyday creativity. And we talk a lot about this in our program that it, it really is everywhere. It comes in the form of like creativity isn't just this big thing. It's like, it's not just a Van Gogh painting, right? It's not just like the invention of the airplane or electricity. It's, it's all around us. And if we give ourselves the awareness and the room and the space to see it, it will, it will reveal itself to us. So I always encourage people like first step is just like start writing down your ideas. Like, because one of those things that's like, if you don't write it down within 30 seconds, it just like disappears into ether. So I just have like a Google doc on my phone that I'll add ideas to, even if it's just a quote or something I hear during a podcast I'm listening to, or I'm in a room with somebody and we're having a conversation and they say something that like sparks those, those little sparks, those little things that catch your attention, I think can really help Um, create this thread and this like common needle. So give yourself the space to hear those ideas. I think the other thing is if you, if you really want to like give yourself the intentional time to do a brain dump or to do a brainstorm on your own, um, 
we talk a lot in creativity about divergent and convergent thinking. So divergent thinking is when you're thinking expansively outward, you're not judging your ideas, you're coming up with as many ideas as possible, you are building off of other people's ideas, those little sparks, and you're really just striving for those wild and unusual ideas. So the other side of that coin is convergent thinking where you are kind of coming more inward and you're trying to check your objectives and really hone in on like which idea here is really what I want to move forward. Not what idea is the best because as soon as you start saying well I want to vote for this idea or this idea is the best idea mm -hmm. then you're implying that like these other ideas are crap and then do you even then want to come up with ideas? Yeah. yeah exactly mm -hmm. and the thing is you can't step on the gas and the brake at the same time like convergent and divergent thinking each have a place okay. it's just figuring out what time to use each one and so that's where a facilitator comes in a lot but if you're doing a brain dump allow yourself the space to not judge your ideas and I know that sounds very like woo woo like okay Rachel but <laughs> really like don't judge your ideas like put them down even if they seem wild and unusual because it's so much easier to try to tame down a wild idea than to try to zhuzh up something that's very boring right so put it down if it's like on your heart put it down and just get it out there and I think giving yourself the freedom and the space to do that and then come back to the list and say okay now from this big list what do I really want to make happen I think giving yourself the time to do that in the right order will help you kind of get some clarity around it too. Mm, yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. And it doesn't have to be career wise. It could no. be like, hell I'm bored in life and I need to pick up a new hobby. Absolutely. What am I even interested in? What can I even do that's different? Cause clearly these days we have to be a little bit more creative to have a little <laughs> fun or excitement in life. Right. So yes. anything that Rachel's really saying, you can use in really any aspect of your life. If you have kids and you need to be more creative with the kids, figuring yep. out what's fun for them to do. There's so many different ways that you can use the tools and ideas really that you write down. And some of them are crazy, you know, some of the best yeah. ideas. And it's so true that they do go away within like 30 seconds. I think less because I'll have a good idea. It's like when you go to sleep at night, right? They always say like 3 a.m. is like when your best you comes out. Sometimes it could be dark, but sometimes you're like, you I'll remember that in the morning. And you'll That's never remember it ever. It's so true. There's actually, there's these scientific journals about, it's called incubation, right? So that 3 a.m. thought you have in the middle of the night or when you first wake up in the morning or your shower thoughts, those are when you're, you've like lowered your inhibitions in your brain. And that's when like your judgment's kind of at the all-time lowest. And that's when those like genius ideas come out, right? So like pay attention when you're in the shower. That's the one of the, like the times they have the best thoughts, those shower Same. thoughts, or you're going, give yourself a chance to go on a walk. Like how many times do you just go on a walk just to think I think we fill our days with all this content like I'm scrolling social media and I'm listening to podcasts which is amazing but sometimes just give yourself like 10 or 15 minutes to play and to be curious and just to give yourself the space to work through something you're looking for ideas on mm -hmm. you're speaking my language and it's all <laughs> take the headphones out you don't need to have headphones in at every step that you're taking. When you take the headphones out and turn the music off, and like Rachel was saying with the podcast and everything, they're great. There's a certain time and purpose for everything that you're doing, which is incredible. But there's also that special magic that happens like 
if you've ever been alone in the kitchen while you're cooking or like going for that walk without anything and you're just breathing and just walking, all of a sudden something will pop up in your head and excite you. That's the stuff that Rachel's talking about to write down. I always say, and I keep saying that I need to get a marker for the shower just yes. because they're out of, as soon as I turn the shower off, it's like, where the where the hell did that idea go? I don't even remember what it was about. So that, yeah, you should just, you should just, that's an idea right there. You should just do like shower thought marker. That's what's on. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. We should just create a brand about that. Don't, okay, great. You know, let's do it. Let's do it. Actually shark tank. Here we come. Cause I think that will really take <laughs> off. Everybody wants let's to be do an entrepreneur it. now. It's like, you know, and I think that's what the beautiful part is. If you're feeling like you're in a situation right now where you're just like, eh, nothing is exciting we're all feeling it. And it's also, you know, if you're feeling at a certain point that you've been in a career for a little while, you can love the career, you can do whatever you want to do, but it's okay to get a little creative and spice up what you're doing and add some new ideas because your managers, your bosses, whoever, if you come in with an idea and they don't like it, that's fine. There's a million other companies and organizations that would be dying to have somebody with your skill set, with your creative mind and ideas that are bringing to the table. Cause like Rachel said, right before she left, she got a promotion and was crying that she didn't want to leave. But sometimes, you know, everything leads us to where we're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. So Rachel, I mean, I think we can do talk about this stuff forever and hours and hours, but I want, yeah, but I want people to check you out. So where can people find you? And when is your, do you have any sessions coming up that people can check out? Yeah. So I mostly live on Instagram. So at underscore joy brick is my, where you can follow along. And I actually biweekly put on um, brainstorm lives. So if you just want to like go in and see some like fun ideas of like other, I feature other businesses or just kind of have solo shows, um, you can come in and add an idea and like win a prize and just like have some fun on a Thursday night. So come join me um, every other week. It's at like 830 Eastern standard time. So check out um instagram is where like really where i hang out i have a website joybrickcreativity.com which i need to fix up a little bit but it's there and so you can get in touch with me there um and so right now i'm offering really like one-on-one coaching is kind of where my main um capacity is right now but in the new year i'm hoping to launch that next iteration of that dare to create launch pad so i'm really excited about that it'll probably come out end of January, just in time for like the new year and thinking through like, how are you going to look forward into the new year? So i mm-hmm. um, really excited for that. And along the way, I'll be doing um, hopefully some workshops and things that I will keep everybody abreast to on, uh, on social media. So cool. Yeah. We'll put all of Rachel's information and her Instagram handle in the show notes. So you can go check her out and follow her, but for sure, just check out anything that she's doing. Her content is so good. And if you're interested or just need to have a quick conversation with her of like, Hey, she is so open to having a conversation. Just shoot her a DM and she'd totally. hop on a call with you and literally she'd probably turn into me and be like, well, let's do this. More Absolutely. <laughs> no, I honestly, I get, I get nerd out about creativity all day long. So yeah. yeah but you could see like, this is what you were meant to do. It's your oh, passion. You. And you don't think you didn't think you were creative, but the way you talk and the way your juices start flowing, once you start to get ideas, I can't wait to get started. And guys, I will keep you posted on the solo episodes. Once Rachel and I get going on our sessions to be able to let you know how it's going. And, you know, yeah. season three, there's going to be a whole new different, maybe no, <laughs> yes. <kidding>. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. it will be a little bit more spiced up. Right. 
Yes. Rachel, I appreciate you coming on and taking the time with us today. Guys, go check her out and we'll see you next week for the season finale of the show for season two. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Too close, I might just go.